This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, November 11, 2022. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you all have some great weekend plans lined up for you and yours. And does that include getting a, oh, I don't know, club membership for Cross Politic? Well, it should. Let's stop and take a moment to talk about the Fight, Laugh, Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. So, if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up right now at FightLaughFeast.com. Again, that is FightLaughFeast.com. Back to election news. Let's head to Georgia once again. Georgia Senate runoff. Walker hauls in $3.3 million on first day of new campaign. Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker hauled in $3.3 million in fundraising on the first day of his Senate runoff campaign with Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock. Walker's advisors shared first with Fox News on Thursday. And on Thursday, the campaign raised an additional $1 million before noon. Walker, who finished roughly 35,000 votes behind Warnock out of nearly 4 million votes cast in the Senate election in the battleground state of Georgia, is returning to the campaign trail Thursday, teaming up with conservative Senator Ted Cruz at a rally in Canton, a small city about 40 miles north of Atlanta. Walker's campaign tells Fox News that it plans to be back up on television with an ad later this week. The Georgia Secretary of State's office announced Wednesday that the Senate election was headed to a runoff since no candidate received over 50% of the vote. According to the latest unofficial and incomplete returns, Warnock was at 49.4% and Walker was at 48.5% and Libertarian Party nominee Chase Oliver at 2.1%. Under Georgia law, if no candidate tops 50% of the vote in the general election, the two top vote-getters face off in a runoff with this cycle being held four weeks later on December 6th. Warnock, who is the minister of Atlanta's famed Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Martin Luther King Jr. once preached, narrowly edged Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler in Georgia's twin January 5, 2021 Senate runoff elections. His victory, along with now Democratic Senator John Ossoff's razor-thin win over GOP Senator David Perdue, gave the Democrats the Senate majority. A Walker campaign source told Fox News that they plan to hold rallies in large population areas where turnout happens with the aim to energize supporters of former President Donald Trump, soft Republicans, and independents to vote in the runoff contest. Source said that it would make sense for Trump and the Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is also extremely popular with conservatives nationwide, to stump with Walker in Georgia in the weeks ahead and added that the campaign is looking into the possibility of making that happen. The source added that GOP Georgia Governor Brian Kemp may join Walker on the campaign trail as early as next week. Kemp, who comfortably won re-election on Tuesday with an eight-point victory over Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams in a rematch of their 2018 nail-biter, said Wednesday on Fox and Friends, quote, I feel very good about getting Herschel across the finish line, end quote. The rival Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, the DSCC, announced Thursday a new $7 million field organizing investment in the Georgia runoff, which the Senate Democrats' campaign are says will fund direct voter contact programs, beefing up Warnock's already robust field organizing efforts. Warnock 
In a fundraising email, the supporters noted that Donald Trump, longtime Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, and the entire Republican establishment have spent millions to prop up my opponent, Herschel Walker, and defeat me. And they're about to spend a whole lot more to definitively turn Georgia red. So that was his message to his supporters. Let's go to Arizona. Arizona election results delayed until after the weekend, Maricopa officials say. What a mess. The election results in Arizona will likely be delayed past the weekend as a Maricopa County spokesperson said the counting of ballots will not be done Friday as originally expected. The nation anxiously awaits the results of the gubernatorial election and Senate races. Carrie Lake faced off against Democrat Katie Hobbs, who refused to step onto the debate stage and address her opponent, while Blake Masters seeks to unseat incumbent Mark Kelly for an Arizona Senate seat. Allie Bradley reports Arizona spokesperson for Maricopa County elections tells me the majority of ballots won't be done being counted until after the weekend. They initially anticipated 95 to 99 percent of ballots to be completed by Friday. A historic 290,000 ballots were dropped off on election day causing the delay. That was their excuse at least. Since the early morning hours of election day, voters experienced issues with Maricopa County's tabulator machines, with one polling worker revealing that around 25% of ballots were being rejected. Since then, the counting of votes has been trickling in, especially after 290,000 ballots were dropped off on Election Day. There has been much speculation as to why there are so many delays and accusations levied at election officials who are blamed for delaying and stalling the process. On Wednesday evening, Maricopa County officials revealed that 70 out of 223 voting locations, or nearly one out of every three, were impacted by printer issues on Election Day. According to AZ Mirror, Republicans voting by mail was down during the lead-up to the election, with Democrats leading early turnouts. Republican voters had been expected to turn up in force on Election Day. Speaking with Charlie Kirk on Tuesday, Turning Point Action Chief Operating Officer Tyler Boyer revealed that his ballot and many others had been printed so badly that machines couldn't read the votes. Unbelievable. Moving on, L.A. drops charges against Koenig CEO over storing data on Chinese servers. On Wednesday, Los Angeles County Prosecutor George Gaskin dropped criminal charges against Eugene Yu, a CEO of the Michigan election software company Koenig. Yu was arrested in October and stands accused of storing data on poll workers in a China-based server, which was a breach of the company's contract with L.A. County. In a statement, the district attorney's office said that it had dropped the case due to concerns regarding the pace of the investigation and the potential bias in presentation of evidence in the case. Quote, Mr. Yu is an innocent man, said Gary Linsberg, Yu's lawyer, adding the conspiracy theorists were using the arrest to further their political agenda. According to the New York Times, the sudden dismissal of the case leaves questions unanswered about Yu's activities. The district attorney's office did not clarify whether the company had, in fact, stored data in China. It was also not clear whether additional criminal or civil charges could be filed against Mr. Yu or Koenig from Los Angeles County or dozens of other counties that use Koenig's election management software, the New York Times reported. Yu and Koenig had been at the center of a lawsuit against the True the Vote, alongside leaders Catherine Egelbricht and Greg Phillips. The organization said at a conference over the summer that its team had located and downloaded Koenig's poll worker data from the Chinese servers and said it had delivered the data to the FBI. Koenig accused True the Vote of hacking and defamation. 
Dropping of charges comes just days after Egelbrecht and Phillips were released from jail after refusing to release the name of a confidential informant to judges in the case. According to Reuters, the district attorney's office had indicated that it had not ruled out refilling charges after a review of evidence. The office said that it had created a new team of investigators to review the immense volume of digital data it has collected in the case. Gaskin has faced a recall effort since taking office with those against Gaskin accusing him of being soft on crime. In July, the recall effort had received enough votes to proceed, though in August it was revealed that they did not, in fact, have enough signatures. With nearly 90,000 signatures of the 566, 857 signatures being from not registered voters and roughly 45,000 were duplicates. This, according to Los Angeles Magazine. A hearing has been moved up regarding the recall effort and their signatures to December 6th, with the group being granted an expedited review of the signatures. After assuming office in December of 2020, Gaskin immediately began sweeping reforms to the criminal justice system in the city. Reforms include ending sentence enhancements, doing away with cash bail, prohibiting anyone under the age of 18 from being tried as an adult, and refusing to work with immigration enforcement officials. I want to stop and take a moment to talk about Dime Payments. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment process system, so please go to dimepayments.com FLF and sign your business up today. Working with them supports us, and they won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Check them out. At least have a phone call with them and tell them that Cross Politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com slash FLF. That's dimepayments.com slash FLF. Now, it's time for my favorite topic, sports and shocker. Biological males dominate non-binary division in New York City Marathon. For the second year running, biological males have dominated the non-binary category of the New York City Marathon, and this year their physical sporting advantage was awarded a cash prize, meaning equal prize money for men and women competing in the event is now a thing of the past. The New York City Marathon made the decision to include non-binary category for the first time in 2021, but didn't offer any prize money to the winners. This year, however, the nonprofit organization New York Roadrunners paid out $9,000 to Jacob Caswell, who finished in the imaginary place. Oh, I'm sorry, first place. In response, Mara Yamayuchi, a two-time Olympic marathoner, and Robert Johnson, co-founder of Let'sRun.com, published an article arguing that gender identity has no place in sport and that the decision to pay out cash money to the winner of the non-binary category, imaginary category, was a mistake and amounts to discrimination against female athletes. A non-binary category introduces something which is irrelevant in sport, belief as a sports category, they explain in the article. Other beliefs, such as religion or political affiliation, are as irrelevant as the belief that one is non-binary. Although, you know, Christ is Lord over sports, but I digress. A non-binary category discriminates against females because males run, on average, about 10% faster than females. So females in the non-binary category are not competing on a level playing field, the article continues. The two athletes went on to question what prize money was rewarding, stating that it clearly was an athletic excellence given to the winner of the non-binary category, would have finished in 147th place if competing in the men's category. The NYRR had intended to pay out $15,000 in prize money, 
There are only two non-binary runners managed to finish within the 3.10 cutoff, the 3-minute 10-second cutoff. The article was shared on Let'sRun.com and received a significant amount of feedback, with many agreeing that gender identity has no place in sports, while others felt being inclusive was more important than fairness. Johnson posted a statement to the website's chat forum defending the points made in the article. In response to numerous people asking why he cared, Johnson responded with, that the truth matters and there, quote, needs to be a respect for objective scientific facts for society to function, end quote. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you liked the show, hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription, head on over right now to FightLaughFeast.com. And just a reminder, if you get a platinum club membership, you get a magazine subscription included. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our future conferences, or if you want to become a corporate partner with CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your Friday, and have a great weekend. Lord bless.